What is that? What? Uh, I think there's a spider behind you. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> Don't do that. I hate spiders. Hate them. They're the snake to my Indiana Jones. Good analogy. Um, that's a toy. Wow. Toy coin. That's a toy. Toy coin. Oh, let's just call it that. Back to the basics. Just back to basics. No, back to the basics. Joe, I'm pretty sure it's called Back to Basics. No, it's Back to the Basics. I don't think so. Pretty sure it's Back to Basics. No, you should go check. You know what? I'll go check. Go ahead. Hmm. It's called Back to Basics. <laughs> Whatever. So I was right. Yes. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we'll be talking about a few game updates, challenges, and more. Boom! Boom! Yeah, we are. And we are back on our new every other week schedule. (laughs) Every other week schedule? (laughs) You know, it's funny. We made this announcement two weeks ago, right? Uh (laughs) But, um... When we made the announcement, we've had, you know, all support, right? Everybody's been really supportive about the, um, about the change. But correct me if I'm wrong. Tracor, mm-hmm. our elder in Castor Out 1, mm-hmm. after we made the change, said, you know, guys, it's, it's cool that you made the change. But to be honest, you were more of a bi-weekly podcast with a, with a little sprinkle of every week <laughs> to begin with. So this isn't much of a change. So apparently we shouldn't have taken it too seriously. Right. I guess. <laughs> The two and a half month discussion that we had to try and figure it all out was uh, way too much overkill. Yeah, but um, we have been receiving pretty good feedback from everybody. Um, And, you know, I won't go into much detail to bore everybody, but it has been very heartwarming. And we do greatly appreciate everybody that has reached out um, to tell us that they really like what we're doing, no matter what we do. So that was pretty cool. Boom. Mm hmm. So guess what, man? Ready. I am not at home. You're not at home. I am not at home. It scares me. Should I even ask where you are? Should I know sure. this? I mean, maybe, but sure. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, it doesn't look like you're in your room or any room that I've seen. So right. this is the actually this is the first time I've even been in this room. Am I blowing your mind? Now I'm really scared. Yeah, go ahead. Where are you? i'm actually in orlando florida for the week what (laughs) at a left field huh (laughs) wow thanks for telling me so i have a training for work um it's like a manager training up here or down here because we're from jersey right um so i'm here for the week uh doing a training staying at one of the marriott's over here and um actually going to universal studios tomorrow boom that's fantastic. Are you Super going excited. to Harry Potter World? I mean, if I'm not going to Harry Potter World, <laughs> I would be upset with myself. You got to go and get one of those wands that when you wave it around, it controls things in the park. Maybe I should buy one that just controls everything. Well, they make one that controls your TV now. I saw that. You can get that. Maybe I will. Yeah. Um, not a bad gig. Boom. Hmm. So. Thanksgiving just happened. 
Yeah, it did. Ate a lot of turkey. Gobble, gobble. Gobble till you wobble. We hope everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving for those of us celebrating in the States. Um, Something cool, though, that we want to let everybody know that we wound up doing uh, (laughs) was our very first and very original mannequin challenge. Boom, boom, (laughs) boom, boom. It was coolest thing ever. There was so much stuff going on in this mannequin challenge, by the way. Um, There were people pouring drinks. There were... There, Joe, I'm pretty sure you had a drink being poured into your mouth by our cousin. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And I was on, I was uh, on top of the chair, uh, hovering over my uncle with. I'm going to call it a mallet. It was, uh, it was very interesting. I was just kind of holding it over his uh, his body as he laid across the table, and he he was holding a butter knife over his over his chest with this scariest look in his face and he was able to hold that for the minutes that we were able to film that yeah it was pretty fantastic <laughs> our very own very original mannequin challenge everybody in the house that was there for thanksgiving participated in it if you don't know what a mannequin challenge is go look it up on youtube it is fantastic dab boom check the google check the Google. Mm-hmm. So, on to more pressing and important things. Such as? Our weeks in the arena. Ooh. Ooh. This is like a boom for me. This is like a boom for me, followed by, followed by a slow move. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is me deflating on air. Currently? Mm-hmm. You're deflating. I was. We speak. Well, not right this second, but you know what I'm saying. So you're not currently deflating. Correct. I'll explain more after you tell your story. Okay, so short and sweet. This week, the boom deck, the boom deck, with the mini P.E.K.K.A. mod swapping out for the Skarmy, got me to the whomping 39-12. Boom! 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 I cannot believe it. 3912. That's so high. I was dude. so close what? to 4,000 trophies, man. Wow. But to be honest with you, that lasted for all but maybe one hour. And I am currently back down to like the 3,600 range. Hey, oh. that's, that's all right. For a while, I was hovering around like 37, 3,800, but I got to 39 and then I just like plummeted. Remember when you used to be hovering around 2,900 and how crazy it it felt to even possibly have a chance at making it to 3,000? Dude, I never could have imagined. Like, I never, if you would have asked me like four weeks ago, been like, Joe, could you ever picture yourself getting anywhere near 4,000? I'd be like, no, I think the highest I'll ever get is 3,500. But somehow, man, I found a deck that clicked. It just worked with the meta, and it got me to where I kind of wanted to be. Like, I don't even, I don't want to get to 4,000. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like a, like, now it's kind of like a goal, but like, right. it'd be cool to do. But it's not like, like, I don't know, like, I don't get upset if I don't hit it. You know what I mean? No, I, w- I wouldn't get upset. And um, personally, I think that if, if, if I made it there, the only reason why I would be really excited is to gloat about it for like five minutes. And it would be on my uh, player profile. For all of eternity. Boom. And you mm-hmm. know that like the second that you get there, oh, you're gone. losing the next, it's gone. The next game. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey. Because the algorithms of the game will be like, no, nonstop rug. You must lose. Ah. So here's a question. Hmm. If you got to 4,000 or past 4,000, I should say, mm-hmm. 
Would you stay there until the season ended to get the legendary trophies? Absolutely. You would, even if it was just like two trophies? Yeah, because you know what? Honestly, no matter what, it's going to get reset back down to 4,000, the lowest. So I might as well just take advantage of being able to get them because what if I never get them again? That's fair. And you know, it's funny when we were at 3000 and the, and the cap, when the, when the reset got changed from three to 4,000 mm-hmm. before it got changed, we were always upset. Like whenever the, whenever the season would reset, we wouldn't want to play because right. we would always be facing people that were just ridiculously high. Right. But you know, what's funny hmm. now we're at the we're in the same boat as we ju- as we were previously. Now I want them to reset it to 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I never thought of it until you just said that. Right. So now when the season ends, like I, the other day I faced somebody that was level 12 and I was just like, I'm level 10. Why am I facing this guy? And I have absolutely no chance because yeah. if his tower is level 12, his cards are through the roof. How many level 12s have you played? Three. And all of them had like level six epics. They had level 12 and level 13 um, commons. And probably like level two or three legendaries at easy. Oh, level three. Leg- and I'm just like, what do you want me to do here? Like, I just, I honestly resorted to plan C. I put the, the crying mode up. You and have I just, to. Yeah. Cause like, what am I going to, I have level 10 barbarians. Like, come on. I would have just quit the game. <laughs> just, <laughs> just walk away. This is stupid. Walk just, away. Just double click and flick up. So tell me about your week in the arena. So my week actually started going downhill fairly quickly once I started to boast about the fact that I was making it to 3,900, which never officially happened. Karma. Um, Karma. Yeah, well, that's what happens. And I, I wound up making it all the way back down to the glorious 3,300. I love how you just said, before I touch on what you just said, I love how you just said, <laughs> I wound up making my way back down all the way to... It took a lot of work. <laughs> like, you don't sound upset. You no. just had a 500 trophy death spiral. Do you remember when I had a 500 trophy death spiral? I remember. I was super salty. Your, your computer almost went across the room. My phone, I, almost, I was almost really excited about the fact that I purchased the Apple Care on the phone because I was going to ninja star it into the wall. Oh, I know. I know. I felt it. Your face was red. You are not red at all. You are no. not ninja starring anything. No, because right now I'm back up to 3752 mm. and I'm fighting to keep myself up and working a little bit harder. I'm also not playing many games as distracted, which is, I think, very important. Um, I think you would see me get really mad if I get kicked out of the legendary arena, though. Right. That but would make me very not, angry. But you're not salty right now because we're recording when you're out of the deep, dark pit. Right. If you were recording with me, oh, two days I don't ago? know, maybe, yeah, maybe two or three days ago, like... Yeah, I kind of wish we were yeah. because I wanted to, I wish I could have compared how you would have reacted to how I, how I reacted. Well, one day in the future, I can almost guarantee you that that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, game's such hope, a roller coaster. There's I no hope, way that won't happen. I hope for your sanity that that does not happen. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so that's pretty much it for what's been going on in the week that we've been kind of on our normal break now. Yeah, man. Um, Uh, We wanted to give everybody a quick reminder that we have our YouTube channel up running strong, um, manned by our buddy Rotococo Loco, Loco! who is busting his chops to get videos up there, Um, you know, good ones uh, in a timely fashion, but also making sure that they're edited in a way that he feels, uh, you know, he could put his uh, stamp of approval on. So 
Um, we definitely want to make sure that we thank him for all his hard work. Uh, he continues to put a lot of effort into that. Um, if you do want to check out some of those videos, uh, we might be up to six or seven videos. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, you can go to YouTube and just search Cast Royale Podcast. Um, we should be like the first link that shows up. Um, most of what he's putting up there is what's known as deck plays. And that is a term coined by Roto. Um, Joe, I think that you just got the boom deck put up there, correct? Yeah, man. So this is going to be the sixth video that's up there. So you said six or seven. This, this is the boom deck with the mini P.E.K.K.A. mod, which I just talked about that got me to 3,900 trophies. Um, Roto took one of my replays, put them up there uh, for the whole world to see. So be sure to check it out. Uh, Cast Royale podcast on YouTube, the boom deck. Boom. Oh, yes. One more, one more thing. Um, if everybody could go, even if you don't stick with watching them, if, it'd be great if you do. Um, but one of the things we uh, definitely ask for your support in is going to our channel and subscribing to the page. Because if we make it to 100, I believe, um, is, the num- is the magic number, right, Joe? Yep. If we make it to 100 subscribers on the channel, uh, Google allows us to make our very own custom URL for the actual channel. So Yeah, now, instead it can be like youtube.com slash cast royale boom sauce boom city swag sauce boom dot com boom. And for people who have a very short attention span, it will most likely just be cast royale podcast <laughs> done <laughs> perfect glad glad we settled that argument that was plan b perfect yeah but aside from that we've got a tnt tonight baby boom Ooh, i forgot we were doing our new schedule see even still i'm sitting here going is tonight the night that we do tnt tonight's the night if you're if it's a tuesday it's the night yeah, so by the time everybody's listening to this, it would have already happened. Correct. So, what's the, uh, what's the theme this week? So I don't this, even know. It, yep, so this is a themed one. So this is not Bring Your Best Deck, right? Ah. Where there's like the League of Champions gotcha, and Dex gotcha, is going to gotcha. be keeping track of the winners. Instead, this is a Rules of the Duel tournament, whereas Dex has specifically said, the Rules of the Duel are, you can only have Dex with Arena 3 cards or lower. Boom. He dubs this one. You ready? Ready. Back to basics. Ooh, I love it. Love it. Episode name. Episode name. So yeah, <laughs> man, this is, it's pretty cool because, right, because like we're so used to playing with cards as we've got, gotten them through the progression. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, a lot of the older cards are really good. And right. if you just take a step back and make a deck with them, you can have a very strong deck. That is a valid point, and a lot of the uh, the core cards that are used in many, many decks that are in the meta right now, even in the meta coming up, are from those arenas. Couldn't agree more. Boom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty excited about it. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the most recent challenge that hit the game. Was this the double elixir one? This was the double elixir one. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I, it had me sweating bullets the whole time. Really? The whole time. And Sweating I felt bullets. like, yeah, no, not because I was nervous because I felt like, I felt like there was so much pressure to react so quickly because everybody, not everybody, but both of us were getting double elixir at the same time. And I felt like, man, I don't know why I was just like really scared of Royal Giant decks. Yeah. Royal Giant decks were, were pretty good. Um, to be honest, 
I thought the mechanic would have worked, mm-hmm. whereby you would get double elixir the whole time. Mm-hmm. And by double elixir the whole time, I thought they would have doubled the elixir you normally get throughout the match. For example, for the first two minutes of the match, you get double elixir. But then for the next minute of the match, quadruple. You get quadruple elixir whoa right like if it was being doubled why would they not like why wouldn't they just make it doubled i guess i have to say i'm glad they didn't do that just imagine how nuts like how absolutely crazy the last minute and then through overtime would have been if it was quadruple elixir things would have just been flying around everywhere there would be troops all over the place i just said i was sweating bullets with the regular one i would have had a heart attack man i'm telling you you gotta they, they need to they need to they need to put me on their on their 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 list of you know idea makers their think tank that's right because i'm telling you people would have had so much fun with with i mean it was fun but just imagine just just picture it it would have been sick it was fun it was just it was just like you know playing a game the regular game really really fast yeah but i just felt like once it got to once it got to the last minute of the game it was like nothing different it was nothing different it was like the same yeah, yeah, I think that this was a good second one from what they did last time. I think they definitely need to kind of get back to creating decks for everybody or like make it so that you have to build a specific deck based on a theme to get or, in or there's a there's an arena requirement or something weird yeah. like that. I don't know. Like I, I I think that the double elixir one could be good to to act as like a filler when they don't have ideas. Maybe that's why they did it for the second one. But you would think that they have like the first five planned out. Completely agree. And so I think a cool challenge would be like an all air deck. Oh. Or only buildings. Or only spells. spells. <laughs> like I think stuff like that would really like stuff like that's really cool and you could never do it in a real match in a real right. match because it would never work. But people would love to try it and see what happens. Right. I'd waste five gems to try twelve my hand at twelve games for that. Why not? Yeah. That's a joke. Definitely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. So what are your impressions of our new twins, the Elite Barbarians? Honestly? Go ahead. Lay it on me. Since they, you I mean, you named them the twins. I'm naming them the twins. If I could name these things. This is Humpty and Dumpty. If I could have been, I'm, I'm so happy you just said that. Because if I could have been in the Supercell think tank, I would have named these not the Elite Barbarians, but Bing and Bong. Oh, I love it. Because. I love it. To me, they're just. By the way, everybody, this is what my mother calls me and Joe. She always refers to us when she talks to other people as, yeah, you know, bing and bong over here. That is true. Welcome to our world. Mm Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, like, I just, they do nothing for me. They don't make me excited, scared, nervous, upset. I am super indifferent about this card. I was indifferent once I saw them, you know, about to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm even more indifferent now that they're out. And I just feel like for six elixir, they are so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. And sure, they're, they're quick and they can get to your tower relatively fast, but they don't attack quickly. Like they do a little bit more damage than regular barbarians. Yeah, they don't really attack faster. You're correct. No, they don't attack faster at all. It's the same attack mm-hmm. speed. But if you think about it, they don't do, like, each barbarian doesn't do double the damage of one single regular barbarian. So it's like, even if it makes it to the tower, it's not doing that much. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. And I feel like um, these cards are being primarily used as offensive units 
at least right now. Um, you know, because they were just introduced into the game and we haven't really seen any balance changes applied to them yet. Um, I'm assuming we will, because that's the the mantra of big old Supercell. Um, but I do have to tell you that I did buy them um, for the 100 gems to get, I don't know how many there were, 400. So I was able to immediately bring it up to level 8. And that helped a tremendous amount. So I did too. But I used them, and I was just like, these things are terrible. Hmm. And, like, you can't use them like you would regular barbarians. They don't serve the same purpose. Nope. They serve a very different purpose. So, like, if somebody throws down a hog rider, you can't just drop down the elite barbarians. Because, first of all, that costs six elixir, not five. Right. They don't attack any faster. No, but they do walk much faster. So, because they cost six... They'll kill the hog or they'll kill whatever they're trying to kill pretty efficiently, right? Let's Mm -hmm. just say pretty efficiently. And then they run very quickly onto the other side of the map. But because they cost six elixir, you have less time to rebuild elixir to start your offensive push. By the time you do anything, they're already on the other side of the map dead. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I said, I think that they're specifically supposed to be used offensively, and I think the the thing where they fall short, in my opinion, and I think, again, keeping in mind that, you know, they're a common card, so they can't be ridiculous, but what I really think is if you, like, I remember last time you had gave the nice comparison that it was like they took the four barbarians and took two each and just squished them together. Right. I kind of think they need to do more with that kind of thinking, so... I really think that they need uh, an HP bump. I think that they need more health. I don't necessarily know if they need double the health, but I definitely know that they need more. And I think that their, I don't even think that their attack speed needs to be faster because if you think about it, the attack speed being faster puts them more in line with a lumberjack. And I think the lumberjack serves a very specific role. And I don't think we need three units from two cards doing the same stuff. Agree. So maybe leaving the attack speed the same but also buffing their uh, actual attack damage to maybe uh, whatever it is now times 1.5. I agree with you, but mark my words, they are, going to, they are going to reduce the elixir cost of this card to 5. They are going to increase the, the health a little bit, and, and I think that that's a guarantee in the future. I can see them reducing it to 5. If they reduce it to 5, they need to have a huge difference between the two sets of barbarians like without a doubt well well that's what i'm saying i mean if you just take the current barbarians right now i think the current barbarians are better than the elite barbarians way better so if you reduce it to five if you reduce the elite barbarians from six to five they're a little bit more in line they wouldn't need as much health but you wouldn't feel as committed when you put them on the battlefield and then waste them when they when they go across because they're too fast yeah that's true i think I don't know, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much more time on this because we have a lot of stuff to talk about, but I think that the whole idea behind them is that they're elite, they're better. So I think that they should cost more. I don't know, that's a, that's a mental thing for, for me. Fine, and I totally understand that logic, then make them a better card. Exactly. That's that, that, thus my suggestions. But aside from that, they did release, or not release, I guess leak the, the next card, right? That they showed us what it's going to be. They did, and we were correct, I think. Or, you know, we didn't come up with it, but we were correct based on the leaks that told us that we were correct. So 
Ipso facto, we nailed it. <laughs> so this is the clone spell. Yeah, uh, simply dubbed clone. So this is an epic card, um, and its tooltip says duplicates all friendly troops in the target area. Cloned troops are fragile, but pack the same punch as the original. Doesn't affect buildings. So this is going to be awesome. Yeah. But... Do you know what this is going to do to the meta? Rocket to the floor? Right. If you thought that the meta was already swamped with the log, mm-hmm. it's going to be again. <laughs> yep. And zap, right? So log and zap are guarantees in any deck now. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that this is definitely, so, especially since it's only three cost. So another crazy card that only costs three elixir. Um, but... You know, before I get into my criticism of it, I will tell you that I do like the idea of the fact that it kind of affects a specific area, so it can handle duplicating multiple different types of troops at the same time, whereas the mirror only duplicates, in a different way, duplicates um, the last card that you threw out. Correct. So, my criticism, can you guess what it is, based on what I talked to you about last time? Hmm. Hmm. You might need to throw me a bone here. Here, wait, wait, wait. You're my brother, right? You're my, you're my brother. I'll throw you a bone. You want a bone? I want a bone. You're going to finish my sentence. Okay. This is another card that does... Something that some other card that we already have does. Boom! I get it. <laughs> I, I, totally I can't make this stuff up. Everything I can't make it up. Do. And we, we, so we, we said this about the Elite Barbarians. We're saying it now. It is a different purpose, but it's similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, I like this card. I think I like it better than the mirror. I like it a lot better than the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to know even more than the mirror. You want to know what card I would compare this to? Mm, nope. The rage. Because you're getting a duplicate of all the same types of troops. So therefore you're doing almost like 40% more damage. Right. And they're super fragile. Right. So this is the type of card, just like the Rage, that it either makes a very significant impact early on mm-hmm. with a quick smack in the face mm-hmm. or it doesn't. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's and a good point. You want to know what kinds of cards would be like absolutely crazy with this? Things that already die with one hit, like the Skeleton Army. Yep. Um, like it's going to be ridiculous. How about Minion Horde? Minion Hordes too, right? Like, th- they'll die quick, but if they get to the tower, the game's over. And Yep. Like, something that you wouldn't necessarily want to clone is probably going to be, like, a Royal Giant. Like, you don't want to clone a Royal Giant, it's going to die in one hit. But if, the, if they're targeting other things, that Royal Giant could do a lot of damage. Right. Imagine a cloned, fully built-up graveyard. Yeah, no, man, it's going to be crazy. And you know what I'm worried about or not really worried, I guess that was probably the wrong word. Um, uh, just brainstorming with when it clones. That's why I can't wait to see the videos. And I wish that they put like we suggested videos in the game to show us what it looks like automatically. But I want to know when it clones, where do they go? I assume they're going to like pop up to right to the right next to them. Should it go next to them? Should it go in front of them behind it? Oh, no, it should absolutely go behind because 
Otherwise, it's gonna get it's gonna be the target of damage, right? The whole point of the of the clone spell, it, they're fragile, but they pack a punch, right? So mm-hmm. if they if they spawn in front of the the cloned troop, then it's gonna, gonna die, die quick, quicker. and it's not yeah. gonna do anything, right? That's a very interesting question. I really hope somebody thought of that. <laughs> and me I, too. I really hope that they do it right and that it spawns behind the, the original troop because, let's be honest, if they die in one hit, they need to be behind something in order to actually have any sort of impact. It would actually be really cool if, hmm, I'm going to throw something out there that I don't think will ever happen because they don't really think the way that you and I do. But I think what would be cool is if they finally introduce a new type of uh, like game input mechanic. Whereby, um, when you put your finger down with the spell, you have to drag your finger in the direction of which you want the clone to show up. So, so like you, an action. So like you would you would put it down and then drag it down, or put it down, drag left, or put mm-hmm. it down, drag right. And then there's like a little radius that that's where your finger goes, but then there's a slightly bigger radius that that little circle can go to. That we like tap it. Yeah, I don't Wait, know how that's that would really work. smart too. Right? I don't know because how that then- would work with. Uh, drag to play but that's really smart because then you can use that to like turn your opponents around or or play differently depending on what's being played yeah no you're you're totally right man i i don't think they'll ever add that intricacy into the game because that would just make sense but um i know you like where my head's at i i got you man Mm -hmm. boom yep um so uh let's go through some balance changes balance changes The 1130 balance changes are happening, and they are changing a select handful of cards, which is really nice to see, regardless of how we grade this one. Um, So the first one is the Mega Minion, um, who is having its damage decreased by 6%, and its hit speed decreased to 1.4 seconds from 1.3 seconds. This one is the one that broke your heart. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you sound so sad. I saw this change. You know, it's because here, here's why, man. I create a deck and I'm like, there is no way that any of the cards in my deck, like the boom deck, are going to be nerfed because, mm-hmm. you know, none of them are overpowered. Yeah. To be fair, the Mega Minion did need some sort of a nerf, fine. But of course, like the one time I say all my cards are good, it gets nerfed. Every time you use a good card, it gets nerfed. Minor, nerfed. Mega Minion, nerfed. So that just means that I use the meta to, like, progress in the game. That's true. That is exactly what it means. Whereas you use Purple Flames deck to progress in the game, and none of your cards ever get nerfed. Right, but then I, I wind up at 3,300. Correct. So I guess there's pluses and minuses. But either mm-hmm. way, this one hurt my heart a little bit. Um, I do agree with the change. I think it needed to be done. I was praying it didn't, but, you know, to be honest, for the good of the game, I'm, I'm happy that it did. Yeah, I just don't under, again, I don't understand the logic here with the reason 100% why they made the change, because they're saying that it's used, like, it's one of the most popular cards in challenges and in the latter, um, and they feel that they need to make it a less obvious choice. Why? Because of the versatility it brings, right? So, like, they're saying that it can fit into almost any deck, and... The higher up challenge winners are typically using this card in their deck. Therefore, it's probably a pretty good card to have in your deck, right? Hmm. But to be fair, how many people use a zap? I'm assuming a lot. 
And now that they just made the log very, very legendary instead of just a little bit legendary, mm-hmm. how many people are using that? Like, I don't know. I hate the I hate the rationale that they give. Like, why couldn't they just say it's an overpowered car that needs to be reduced? They really need to start saying stuff like that because like, it's driving me crazy that all they want to do is make things a less obvious choice. Right. Like, OK, it's too. It, just say the card is too powerful. That's it. Don't say it's being used too much and that you're, you're, you want to make other cards a little bit more appealing for people to use. Like, just, nobody cares about any other cards right. if they're using the Mega Minion. Just say it's overpowered. People will figure it out and move on. Yeah. So I agree with the change, not the reason behind the change. How's that? I, I mean, we've done that before, right? Yeah, so we'll stick with that. Um, The next one is the Elixir Collector, which had its production speed increased to 8.5 seconds from 9.8 seconds. And its lifetime was decreased to 70 seconds from 80 seconds. Okay. So in layman's terms, they basically took the change that they made last time, right? (laughs) Where they made it from 5 cost Mm -hmm. to 6 cost. Mm Mm-hmm. And made it generate the elixir over 80 seconds instead of 70 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. So they did two different changes. In this change, they said, you know what? Moving it from five to six was the appropriate way to do it. Right. But it takes too long to generate its elixir. So they're going to shorten the amount of time it takes to generate the elixir, but you're still only going to get a a plus two benefit, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Thoughts on this change are... I like it. Um, I haven't used the Elixir Collector in a long time. Um, the six Elixir cost kind of pushed me away from it. However, I think that if I played it, getting more uh, bang for my buck is the way to make me happy. Fine. Can I tell you what my thoughts on this are? I'd have to listen even if I didn't want to hear it. You're right. So <laughs> I like this change, and I okay. think it makes sense. What I don't like is how they always make a drastic, dramatic change to a card because it's being used too much. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, oh, now this card's not being used at all anymore. <laughs> like, can't they just do more deck testing? Like, can't they do more play testing with this before they implement such a drastic change? Yeah, like, I don't really get it. When they, we'll get to the poison in a second. But when they when they changed the whole mechanic of the poison, did they really think people were going to use it anymore? Yeah, I don't know. And how did no one at Supercell be like, uh, hey, guys, this is like you can't do this to the to the poison like you can't. Right. And I know we're jumping off to the poison, but I, I'm trying to relate two things. And they, they've done this with the Goblin Barrel. They, they've done this with so many cards, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Expo at some point. So for me, it's just like. I agree with this change, but this change just goes to show that their previous change didn't make sense. And while when that other change came out, we thought it was a good idea. We hadn't mm-hmm. deck tested it yet. Like we haven't, right. we didn't play with it and see how useless it was going to make the elixir collector. You know, I mean, they have that ability. And so I love the change. I think that this shows that they really need to think a little bit more before they just start making drastic, you know, 180 degree turns on a card yeah i'm i'm right behind you with that line of thinking and since we were already talking about it as you can tell um for the poison the damage was increased by 10 percent um and essentially they just realized that after removing the slow effect they needed it to do a little bit more um and 
I don't know why, but they compare it to being able to compete specifically with the fireball. Right, because it's a four cost spell that does AOE damage. No other spell does uh, that, right? Okay, I don't. I guess I just figured the form factor of the spells was throwing me off. Right, right. But to be fair, like that kind of makes sense. But mm-hmm. to play devil's advocate, increasing the damage by ten percent isn't going to make me use the the poison. The reason why I don't use the poison is why. Because it no longer slows the hit speed and the attack speed, and everything can escape anyway. So it's just like, I don't want to do a little bit of damage to a lot of things. I want to do a lot of damage. And if I can place the spell in a good spot, then I'll be okay. Yeah, I think honestly, if they really want to make the poison, I mean, again, I think that this is a step in the right direction. This is an incremental balance change, I think. So I think if they want to keep pushing it, I think they need to make the radius a little bit bigger. Fine, that that would work. Or you could decrease the overall damage that it does but significantly increase the amount of time. For example, you can throw it in a specific location, and for the, for the rest of time, uh, it puts a damage over time effect on that card mm-hmm. until the card's dead. Like, you're poisoning a card. Right. So if it does a little bit of damage, very small amount of damage, over a long, long, long period of time, that could work too. Yeah, that's true. Because then they can't escape it. At least you feel like your spell is doing something. Right. Um. So the next one is the Tombstone, which had its spawn speed decreased to 2.9 seconds from 2.5 seconds. So Tombstone was like the top building being used anywhere in the game, which is pretty interesting. Um, I have been seeing it more, but I didn't really recognize that it would have been the top. But... Uh, I like how they say that decreasing the the spawn speed will result in a slower trickle of skeletons and two less over its lifetime. So that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, I agree. I think to be honest, like if you were to look at TV Royale, a lot of the decks use the Tombstone. It's a very yeah. very powerful card in the current meta, and you know I think this is a good change. I don't think it's going to make the card unusable. I mean, to be fair, it's only two less skeletons over its time, right? No, I think that this is going to, I think this is just going to make it a little bit less convenient for the decks that do like the, uh, um, the golem push with the skeletons and then maybe even the graveyard on the other side. Right. I mean, people use this with the Lava Hound too, or the regular giant. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a very, very powerful kind of card. So, um, you know, just to, to make it a little less powerful, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Lava Hound, uh, the Lava Pup hit points were decreased by 1%, and this was just to fix an inconsistent interaction with the Crown Towers versus the Lava Hounds at certain levels. And that is a There's true a balance change. Balance change. There is a balance change. So, um, I don't even really count the Lava Hounds change right now because that wasn't really a huge change. But we, um, should, so- we should consider it for the grade. All right, all right. Um, so what would you grade it? Oh, you want me to go first? So I know I sounded critical for a lot of these, right? Mm-hmm. I was critical because the Mega Minion upset me because I used it. The Elixir Collector just showed that they don't, they don't do their own due diligence. Same thing with the Poison. I like the right. Tombstone and the Lava Hound made sense. I'm going to go with a solid 90. So in letter terms, that would be an A-. minus. That is an A-. minus. All right, all right. I, I feel you. I think they could have... I think, honestly, they could have touched on some other cards. Um, well, we can't, we can't have it both ways. We can't always ask for them to just pick a select group of cards and then ask for more cards. Okay, I don't think they should have... 
I think the poison's a useless card. If they're not going to change the mechanic again, then don't touch it. So, well, that's fair. So I think instead of the poison, they could have done the lightning or like so, they could have done something. Hmm. I mean, I guess they just did the lightning, but I don't know. Personal opinion. I gave it an A minus. I'm going to personally have to give it a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a little. And that doesn't mean that it's I don't personally think that that means it's a good B. That just means it's less than an A minus. Fine. Mm hmm. Mainly because I think they're just balancing their decisions. That's that's what it sounds like to me. It doesn't sound to me like they're balancing the meta too much. Um, the tombstone is a good balance change. I think the poison was a, a, a revert back to what they were overcorrecting last time. Um, and then the elixir collector is the same way. So really, even though we don't really like it, the mega minion is a good change. The tombstone is a very, very good change. The elixir collector is an okay change. The poison is like... All right. Well, you shouldn't have messed it up in the first place. Like, and it's still bad. Exactly. Let's, let's be so, honest. I, I, I don't know if I would score it any higher. So I'll, I'll stick with my B plus. Hearing what you just said makes me want to go down to a B plus too because you said something that was very important. What I they do. aren't changing or balancing the meta with these mm -hmm. changes. Only two of them do that. They are actually just correcting things that they messed up previously. Yep. And, and personally, I think that the reason why I dropped it even lower, and you know what? I might even go down to a B because. Uh oh. Uh oh. I, because, let's, let's bring it down to a C. No, let's go. Let's, you know what? Let's I'm, throw the I'm hatchet going to down. A B. I'm taking it down to a B. That's what I'm doing. So if you want to follow me to, down the hole, you can. But what I'm saying is. Tell me why first. I don't like the fact that they advertise these balance changes as being something that they do monthly when they do them every two weeks. And it also feels like, based on what we talked about, they don't test this enough. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, and I don't mean to be so stern. This is where I'm putting my salt in the episode. I feel that they need to test this stuff longer with a bigger group of people and really make sure that these changes are going to have a good positive impact, whether it's increasing or decreasing, whatever it is, to make the game balanced. Not to say, hey, we made this card completely useless last time, so we're going to give it a little bit of stuff back. No, that's not what you do. You tweak it a little bit and see if that made a difference. Right. So what you're saying is the previous balance changes shouldn't have been so terrible to the fact that they have to then correct them. Correct. I get it. So their history of balance changes is pretty bad, and only a couple of them have been on point. Yeah, and fair. I really I really think that these balance changes only need to happen when something serious is happening. And recently, something like the Royal Giant, uh for a week we've been seeing crazy Royal Giant decks. Where's the balance change on the Royal Giant? Yeah, but you know, you can't just you you can't just but the, the, it's just an example. It's fine, but then you're going in the direction that they go. Oh, everybody's using the Royal Giant now, we've got to tone it down. But it, it's not necessarily an overpowered card. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Just be careful. Don't get into that line of thinking because then you can fall into their trap and then you'll be correcting your balance changes. Uh, they should hire me right now. I fit right in. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm glad I got that off my chest. So me too. are you sticking with a B or B plus? B plus. All right. I'll stick I'll stick with I'll 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 do B plus. Oh. Yeah. You boomerang. I'll be I'll be nicer. A little boomerang. All right. All right. I'm in. So we have 
a chest opening. Chest opening! Multiple Love chest openings. this, man. It's mm-hmm. been a while. I'm excited. So let's rock this out. Um, is it... Who goes first? Well, I have some free chests. Rock and roll. All right. Free chest number one. We've got 79 gold. Ooh. Two gems. All right. Oh, wouldn't you know it? The Elixir Collector. Well, look at that. <laughs> and of course, the Elite Barbarians. Of course, because they don't push that on anybody. No, nah, why would they? Free chest number two. 81 gold. Mm-hmm. One furnace. And would you look at that? Ten more Elite Barbarians. <laughs> let's like, let's keep a be, tally. Let's keep a tally of how many I have 20 get. Elite Barbarians. So that's 20 so far. Okay. You're up. Free chest number one. 82 gold. One musketeer. Ten elite barbarians. Gosh, that's 30. So we're up to 30. We're up All to right. 30. Free chest number two. 83 gold. Two gems. One bomb tower. Blech. <laughs> and ten elite barbarians. So we're at 40. Yeah, already okay. in, so two we're, sh- in four chests. Mm-hmm. All right, silver silver chest number one. I've got two of them. 63 gold. Mm-hmm. A mini P.E.K.K.A. All right. Nine elite barbarians. <laughs> so we're at 49. Now it's getting wild. <laughs> and an epic. Hey. The giant skeleton. Boom. Nice. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, from a silver. Okay, silver chest number two. 61 gold. One elixir collector. And ten Tesla Towers. Ooh, did not see that coming. Me either. Okay, you're did up. Did not see that coming. Silver chest number one. 57 gold. One giant. Mm. I got 69 out of 100 for him, by the way. Nice. Mm-hmm. And ten cannons. Cannons, okay. <laughs> so we went elite barbarians for everybody. Now we've got buildings for everybody. It's gotta be an algorithm, man. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so silver chest number two. 68 gold. One elixir collector. Okay. Mm-hmm. And ten elite barbarians. Are you kidding me? Nope. So what are we at? 59? I hope so. That's unbelievable. Someone's listening to this going, that's not how you count. That's not guys. how you count it. You're wrong. Well, we hope it's 59. I'm gonna go with 59. Okay. Right. I've got a you have a crown chest? I do. Okay. Uh, I have one more silver chest. Oh, okay. Wow. Go. 61 gold. One wizard. Nice. A little random, but nice. And 10. Tell me. Elite barbarians. So we're at 69. 69. Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding me. No, I don't joke about things like this. All right. I've got a gold, so we'll do gold and then crown? Yeah. Okay. Gold chest. Boom. Boom. <laughs> 201 gold. Mm-hmm. One elite barbarian, so we're at 70. Wow, it's like they know they need to make they it knew. They knew. They <laughs> knew. Nine regular barbarians, 24 bombers, and four ice golems. Ooh. It was an okay chest. That was just okay. I liked it. It had an elite barbarian in it, so I don't like it that much. Just one, but our tally's up to 70. Right. <laughs> so long as we can count. All right, so my only gold chest. 260 gold. Wow. Two 
fire spirits. Okay. Four elite barbarians. So we're at 74. At 74. Okay. 28 archers. That's good. My girls with the pink hair. Boom. And four giants. Not bad. Now you're at mm-hmm. 84, 83? Nope, 73. 73. Close. Mm. Accountant, right? I'm accounting wrong. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> See what I did good. there? Uh, Great. Accountant jokes 101. Boom. I liked it. Okay, <laughs> I've got a crown chest. All right. 607 gold. Ooh. Three gems. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Ten elite barbarians. So that's 84. 84. S- seven ice golems. 58 royal giants. And an epic. Nice. One giant skeleton. Nice. That's two in one, right. in one opening. That's pretty cool. All right, you're up. What's our number right now? Of? Barbarians. 84. Okay. All right, my crown chest. 554 gold. Mm. Two gems. Okay. Two giants. Very nice. Now 75. we're at 75. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even. 14 elite barbarians. So we're at like 90, 98. 98. This is ridiculous. Six Valkyrie and 54 fire spirits. Not bad. Fire spirits yeah, are good, man. I know. I could get them to level 10 now. Do you have any other chests? I do not. Do you? I've got a big dog. Ooh. Can I ask you a question before you go into your big dog? Have you got, you've gotten a legendary chest? I have, and an epic I haven't. Chest. I haven't gotten one. Hmm. I would feel sorry for you, but I don't. The girlfriend's gotten two already. Wow. Mm-hmm. The wife doesn't play, so. <laughs> so you're always you're always winning in that department. <laughs> so, uh, so I have a magical chest. Magical chest. Seven hundred and thirty-five gold. Whoa. Three bombers. You've got to be kidding me. 11 elite barbarians. So what are we at? 108? 109. 109. We broke 100 together. This is upsetting. I'm sorry. 13 skeletons. Six fireballs, which is fantastic because I'm trying to upgrade them to level 8 right now. And now I'm only 15 away. Yeah, that's good. 62 minions. I like that. 16 rockets. And three... Lognados. Whoa! Lognado! So that was fun. Yeah, man. Got some good cards. Chest opening boom sauce. At least you got the Lognado. Lognado. I've got Mm -hmm. uh, two... I mean, collectively, we had 109 elite barbarians. What could possibly be better than that? I don't know. 110. I've got two giant skeletons, which is pretty cool. So not not bad overall. Good point. Um, So... With all that fun stuff behind us, let's look to the future towards our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. Mm-hmm. And we have two very cool, very fancy decks coming at you. So the first one is called Dazed and Confused and is it a 3.5 average elixir cost deck that contains the Royal Giant, Fireball, Minions, Ice Wizard, Fire Spirits, Zap, 
Barbarians, and The Miner. Boom. Is this the first time we've had a deck with two legendaries in it? I think so. I am dazed and confused. Boom. Because (laughs) this deck is really cool. So this deck is actually themed Mm -hmm. after a deck used by Dazed in Cast Royale 2. He recently broke 4,400 trophies. So how could I not tribute a deck spotlight to my man? Oh, I really like that. That's good. Boom. So this one is a little bit different from the one that he used because I didn't have all of the cards he had. Okay. Previously, the zap would be replaced with the log um, and the fire spirits would be replaced with the furnace. But mine weren't high enough or I didn't have them, so I swapped them out. Okay. Served a similar purpose, but this deck is very good and kept me at the 3,800 range for quite some time. Okay. And I was pretty new to it, so it didn't take, like, you know, too, too long to quote-unquote master. Right. So, the way you play the deck is fairly simple. Um, you'd play it like any other Royal Giant deck. Although, most Royal Giant decks, you don't put the Royal Giant in the back behind the King Tower and kind of let him walk up, right? Mm-hmm. With this deck, you can. And it's a very interesting way to play it. Because as soon as you do that, you know that your opponent's going to go on the offense with something. Um, and if they do, you're going to defend with your fire spirits, your ice wizard, and your barbarians if necessary. Your biggest thing is going to be your barbarians, of course, but any of those three cards can pretty much defend whatever you need to. Mm -hmm. Minions can also do a good job, but to be honest, you want to save the minions for the royal giant push. So let's pretend nothing else happens. You've got a royal giant pushing, and if you don't use your ice wizard to defend, you drop the Ice Wizard behind the Royal Giant. And this creates a very difficult situation for your opponent to deal with. Because whatever they drop down, they have to be careful. One, if it's countered by AoE relatively quickly, then they're not going to want to throw down something like a Minion Horde because a Zap Ice Wizard will kill them all pretty quickly, right? Right. If it's Barbarians that they're throwing down, the Barbarians will obviously kill the Royal Giant, but the slow effect from, from the Ice Wizard is going to take two or three of them pretty much out of the game for a couple of seconds. Right. So it's very difficult for your opponent to deal with, which means that they have to commit multiple cards on the battlefield at once in order to deal with it quickly. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it causes them to group up their troops. And you know what happens when you have grouped up troops, <laughs> right? Zap fireball. I would just fireball them. Well, it depends. Not if you have, like, really high uh, barbarians to deal with. Well, that is very true. But mm-hmm. normally, if you have high enough fireball, your tower will clean up the rest. Valid point. So you'll zap if you need to, depending on the true placement. But the cool thing is that you're causing your opponent to react in a way that they're not going to be able to set up a quick push on the, on the counter. Right. They're going to be putting cards wherever they need to put them to kill your royal giant. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they will be grouped up in such a way that they're being slowed down by the ice wizard, and then they get fireballed. Dab, walk away, rinse and repeat, do it again, boom. You forgot to say one thing. Drop the mic, walk away, boom. (laughs) But to be fair, you will need to watch out for Inferno Tower decks because this deck dies to Inferno Tower decks. Mm. The way to combat that is to use your Royal Giant after you've seen that they use the the Inferno Tower to counter you. Right. Use the Royal Giant on whatever lane you're pushing on. Mm Mm-hmm. To the outermost edge. Make sure he's not in the middle of the lane. Put him on the outermost edge of that lane. Right. Then, as soon as you drop it, 
count to like one and then drop the minions in the middle of the battlefield. Right. So they go straight across. They'll go straight across and they'll be the closest target to the Inferno Tower. So they'll they will cause the Inferno Tower to reset. Then the Ice Wizard will slow it down and you might not even need to zap it. You can save that for something better. But if you need to, you can. Love it. So this deck is a very good deck. It either gets one or two towers, usually not a three crown kind of deck. But if I'm telling you, man, if you can get your Royal Giant to do some damage and they don't have a good counter for it, game's over. Yeah, no, I can see. Um, And I can see how it would leave your opponent feeling dazed and confused. Boom. (laughs) I see what you did there. Sorry, I'm just trying to say the title as many times as I can in different ways. Love it. Mm -hmm. And then the next deck is lovingly called Back to Basics in honor of our TNT that Dex had made. Um, So this is a 3.6 average elixir cost deck um, that consists of the Giant, the Lightning, Archers, the Knight, Arrows, Tombstone, Minions, and Musketeer. Boom. So with this deck, you're going to use the Tombstone to defend. You're going to use the Musketeer to defend. You can use the Knight to defend, the Minions to defend, the Archers to defend. Everything can defend, right? So I have a question for you since we're defending right now. Right. When you start, ideally, would you like to have the Tombstone in your hand first so you can start with that? Yes, because that is your starting offensive card, to be honest. Okay. Okay. So it can be used defensively if you need to like protect yourself from a hog, but this card starts off your offense. And the reason why is because it trickles those little skeletons across the map, and then by the time it dies, you're ready for your push. Mm-hmm. So the way that the push works is you're going to want to either do one of two things. Drop your archers in the back, all the way in the back, and start the push forward. When you do that, you split them up. You put them right in the middle, let them split up so that there's one on each side. Right. So that allows you to be versatile. And you can go in either lane depending on which side they go on, right? Right. Now, do you want to go in the lane that they go on or the opposite lane? It doesn't matter. You can do whichever one you want. I personally would go down the lane that they go. Because if you take the archers and you split them up left and right, if they pick the left lane, it doesn't even matter that your tombstone is going to the right side because that's just a distraction at this point, right? Right. So you defend against whatever they're throwing down with your musketeer and your archer and maybe your minions, and then get ready. For the giant to get slammed down. Boom! Because as soon as the giant goes down, you have one of two options. Queue up the arrows because they're going to destroy anything silly like a, like a minion horde or minions or a bunch of goblins that are just going to be annoying or the skeleton army. All of that dies very quickly. Mm-hmm. But if your opponent is, is defending against your push with buildings like the Inferno Tower or the bomb tower, or any annoying tower that you just want to get rid of, mm-hmm. queue up the lightning. Because if you can queue up the lightning to hit the building, the tower itself, like the archer tower, right, and one big bulky troop, right, you are winning the game. Because the tower's going to get damaged and stunned. Whatever building they're using to defend is going to die. right, And then whatever single kind of meaty troop is going to die as well. Plus, you still got your musketeer and your minions or your archer in the back ready to do some damage. Yeah, that's true. And ultimately, they're going to be focusing on your giant, not the things in the back, when really the things in the back are what pump out the damage. Boom. 
Love it. Um, so the thing about this deck, it reminds me a little bit of a rocket deck in that you are essentially trying to chip away at the tower um, and then save a really big surprise with the lightning. That's a perfect way to put it. Unless you absolutely have to um, use the lightning to, you know, defend a ridiculous push coming your way. Yeah, I mean, you should really not do that because if you do, don't forget, I mean, you don't have like a fireball. Like you don't have something else that can facilitate your giant getting to the tower. Right. So you really, really need that spell. Your giant needs a push, otherwise it's going to die. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess the only thing that I was thinking is if you had to go that route, um, you know, you would technically be changing up the structure of the deck. So I would think that if you did do that, you could do giant in combination with a knight to deal with ground stuff and then a musketeer behind that. You could. It just might not get you the, the push you need. No, probably not, but just enough to survive to the next set of pushes. Completely agree. So if you have, if you need like a backup, and you, you find yourself in a tough spot, you can use the lightning. Just mm-hmm. make sure that the next time that you're setting up a push, you're defending to cycle to your push cards. That way you don't keep being off cycle for the entire rest of the, the match. Exactly. So that pretty much does it. That's it, man. Next mm-hmm. spot. And we have four fantastic iTunes reviews this, this week. Wow. These came out of nowhere. Well, we, they actually did come out of nowhere because we use a service um, that keeps track of all of the iTunes reviews from other parts of the world because we could only see the U.S. iTunes store. Um, so that site wasn't updating properly for us for a little while. Um, and, you know, we worked with the creator and he got that fixed for us, which is fantastic. So now we can actually see all of our reviews. So it might seem like we have a lot, but it's trickled in over time. So want to make sure that we give credit where it's due. So the first review is from Azak. Azak? Azak. Aflac. Um, And it's a five-star review, and they write, Loving it. Just found you guys last week. Loving it so far. Listen to the latest three podcasts and working my way back. Can't wait for more. Yeah, so Azak, thanks for the review. We're glad you found the podcast. Glad you liked the episodes, and we hope you like them when you listen to them as you go back. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention that um, that was from the U.S. Oh. So good old USA. Um, and the next review that we got is from Hugo7171 from Hong Kong. And I believe this is the first review that we've ever gotten from Hong Kong. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh-huh. China made- represent. Boom. Boom. Um, ironically, it's a five-star review and their title is also Boom. Um, and they wrote, <laughs> hi, Rob and Joe. I love your deck reviews. Can you please make a deck page on your website? Thanks. Keep up the amazing content. Mega boom. Mega boom. So important announcement. Oh, yeah. We, based on this review, so Hugo7171 from Hong Kong, Swag Sauce, Boom City. Boom City. We took your advice, and what Rob and I have done, and by Rob and I, I mean Rob, has gone back to (laughs) every single episode that we've created, Deck Spotlights for, and put them on the website in a way that you can go onto the website, filter by average elixir cost, right? Mm -hmm. and It'll show you the decks that are there. Unfortunately, you can't like search deck names yet because we haven't, we're not fancy enough to know how to we do that. We didn't figure that out. Yeah, we didn't figure that out yet. But you can go on there and look for a fast deck, a slow deck, kind of in the middle deck and just see what kind of works for you. But yes, based on this review, 
deck spotlight webpage. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I want to add is you won't be able to find every single deck up there because it's still a work in progress. And funnily, it takes a very long time to screenshot, type out all the decks, put it into the portfolio so it shows up on the website and looks really nice. So bear with us as we put everything up there. Right now, I believe I have a grand total of 11 decks. Boom. Mm-hmm. But we will slowly be making progress as the days progress. Love it. So the next review is from... The unlawful pencil, <laughs> and <laughs> I, and I, I absolutely love everyone's name in iTunes. To be to be fair, I don't expect anywhere else in the world, other than New Zealand, to have an unlawful pencil. That's true. We'll we'll take the unlawful pen, correct, and an unlawful marker, and every <laughs> other kind of writing utensil. So this is another five star review, and they write. You guys are awesome. Hi, Robin Joe. First of all, I'd like to say that Cast Royale is probably my favorite podcast at the moment. Hmm. Hmm. We got we to gotta make sure we keep them. We got to keep them. We've, mm-hmm. we've got the hook drawn, Rob. We've got to reel them in. Reel it in. <laughs> the quality of it is amazing, and it's nice of you to put so much time into it. I'd like to recommend a deck to you. Ooh. Hog Rider, Giant, Spear Goblins, Fireball, Minions, Sparky... Bomber and the Skeleton Army. This deck got me from 1,600 trophies to 2,300 trophies in just a matter of weeks. Nice. I love your deck spotlights, by the way. Anyway, that's all. Thanks for making these podcast episodes. Smiley face. Boom. Boom. That's so, an awesome deck. This is an awesome deck. Uh, seems like it's for arenas like eight, like like I guess six, seven ish. Yeah, right? definitely. Definitely. Um, so if you're in that. In that range, it's definitely a good deck to try. Giant and Hog Rider are not typically something that people can kind of... People usually have answers for one, but not both. Um, right. And if you throw a Sparky into that mix, it makes it even harder. So, right. Uh, this is clearly a deck that's like a winner-take-all kind of deck. I can easily mm-hmm. see you getting either like no, no crowns or three or crowns. Or all crowns, yep. Right? Um, so this is a super exciting deck. If that's your style, give it a go. Boom. Boom. Um, and then the next... And last review that we got is from Roy175 from Australia. Australia. Now put another shrimp on the barbie. Go to the outback. I don't know if I like, I don't even like, I, I just said what I just said and I felt wrong saying it. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what accent I just that, did, but that was horrendous. That was the most American Australian thing you could have said. Go to the Outback. <laughs> Get some blooming onions. Go to the Outback. <laughs> oh, man, uh, I am leaving that in. That was, a, that was a real knee slapper right there. A knee slapper. I'm so happy that I could provide that for you. I'm dying. Hold on. I'm crying. That was so funny. <laughs> wow. All right. So anyway, Roy writes, boom. Cast Royale is a super entertaining podcast, and I recommend it to anyone who plays Clash Royale. Rob and Joe are very informative about game updates and the best strategies. My favorite part of the show is, hey, the deck spotlight. Deck spotlight! I started using Purple Flames deck, and I have reached 3,400 trophies thanks to Rob and Joe. I can't wait for the next episode. Dude. (laughs) Purple Flames deck. Deck Spotlights, made it to Legendary Arena, loving the podcast. I love this review, man. I know, me too. I wonder, I wonder if he's using the Purple Flame deck of Purple Flame or, 
with the with the uh, princess mod. He even he even put it in quotes. Yeah, that's true. This is I'll take be him at original. His, I'll take him at his word. Original is always best. Yeah, no, I, I'm like stuff like this makes me so happy because like we see that people are using the decks that we speak about that we think work <laughs> and then they actually use them and then it does work for them come to find out it actually works <laughs> and then they get to the legendary arena using it i mean let's be honest when we make the decks we test them and we know they work mm-hmm. but they work for us right right and everybody's got a different, different play style exactly we may have i was just going to say we may have a different play style than everybody else um or we may match someone else out there in the world so Clearly, at least my style and Roy's style from Australia are very similar. And we are not going to stop making decks. We're not going to stop bringing you deck spotlights as the meta keeps changing, as they keep bringing out new cards, make silly balance changes, and then correct them later. We are here with you every step of the way, making some deck spotlights. Boom. Dab. Mm -hmm. Dab a little bit of boom. 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 Yep. All right. Yep. (laughs) We'll, We'll go with that. Um... And we did not get any patrons this week um, or PayPal sponsorships. So if you would like to become a patron or sponsor a tourney, um, both links are in our show notes. And you could also go to our website and you can find instructions on how to do one or the other or both right there. Boom. So 26, man. Episode 26 is in the books. Wrapped up. Signed, sealed, delivered. I am yours. Uh, no, I've got nothing. It's one of my favorite songs. Well, I'm sure I just butchered that, but I went. I mean, for it. I butchered it too. Doesn't you? You could butcher a song and still have it be your favorite. Boom. So yeah, man, mm-hmm. we did it. We did it. Twenty six in the books. Drop the mic. Walk away. We're coming up on 30. I don't even know. I don't even know what to think about 30. I mean, it's going to take us a little bit longer to get there now with our new schedule. But I mean, hey, we are going to get there. Somehow it'll feel like sooner than later. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, But if we have nothing else to say, because we talk so much about everything, um, if you would like to join our clan, again, we try and refresh every Saturday night into Sunday. Um, send us an invitation in the game and please write the word podcast in your invite. That's right. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcast Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like to email us, uh, we, we are still, still very far behind on emails, but rest assured we are reading them all and thinking of very fun responses for all of them. But if you do email us, please send the email to feedback at cast Royale podcast. And we try to mention this every week, but if you like what we're doing or just want to give us feedback, please, please, please go into iTunes and leave us a review. It is the number one way for whatever algorithm iTunes and Apple uses. The number one way that we can reach more people is if you leave us a review on iTunes. So please, please, please help us out. Take a couple of minutes and do that. We'd really appreciate it. Boom. And also don't forget to check out uh, Squishy Dragon's Overwatch podcast. Um, Subscribe, join uh, in on the discussion and make sure you leave her reviews as well. Again, that would be the loot box. Um, One other thing, if again, if you would like to join our discord, um, the link is in the show notes. Um, and the password for the page is legendary, all lowercase. I remember somebody was asking me this and I completely forgot to answer. 
So yeah, that those instructions are also in the show notes. And as always, we have our survey up, running strong, better than ever, not fully updated, but it's okay. <laughs> Go on there, take less than five minutes, fill out the survey. Please, please, please help us understand who is listening to our cast so that we can better create decks and content for you. For you. Boom. Deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. I don't do, I you don't never do, do that, man. I know. I, f- I felt like I had to try. That was good. Not bad. Next time you'll do it. You know what you never do? Tell me. The ending. I hate doing the ending. <laughs> you always do it better than me. That's not true. All right. Go ahead. Give it a go. Give it All a right. go. Give it a go. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was born ready. So that pretty much does it. And... <laughs> You know, it's funny. It wasn't bad. You just, I could see that you're self-conscious about it. All right. I won't be self-conscious. You ready? Come on. Pound your chest. Pound it. And let it go. All right. Ready? Ready? Pound. Boom. All right. So that pretty much does it uh, for episode two, six. In the Uh, books. Two, six. We will see you next time. Not next week, but next time. Next time. For another hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Of everything. Everything. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.